Welcome to Buffy Boyfriends. We're boyfriends watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm your Slayer super fan, Sam. And I'm the first time watcher, Mike. Welcome back. Mid-season finale. I know. That's what we're calling it, at least. Yes. And these episodes will drop all together. We're, we've reached the, the, the most recent finish line. We're dropping part one of season three. Sometime. The, the fans have their little lips wet and they're ready to listen. Yeah, it's like a little holiday surprise for all of our listeners like True. you open your podcast advent calendar and instead of one podcast you get 10 jenny calendar five oh, yeah um no yeah i mean this worked out perfectly christmas episode december wow you timed it you did this on purpose right it, yeah and it pro- we probably last released in may so kind of a may so may december celebration wow very topical yes two good episodes as we were just saying i would mm-hmm. say one, well, I feel like they're both kind of iconic, but I feel like one in particular is is in the annals of Buffy history. Which one is that? Which one do you think it is? I think the first one. Well, we'll see. Um, uh, we are not alone, though, at all. We have a wonderful guest today who is the co-host, a, one of the, uh, one of the co-hosts of my other podcast, Vittagers. Uh, it's Derek Reinig. Hello, I'm here to make amends for the last, I feel like what I was trying to say before I interrupted myself when we started recording was I feel like uh, the episodes we talked about last time, which were Bad Eggs and another one. (laughs) It may have Um, just been Bad Eggs. I, I swear we watched the second one, but um, I was like, oh, I hope Mike is like enjoying this because I know it was like just like a bad selection of episodes, but um, these two episodes are so good. Season three is just like such a banger. So I'm very excited to talk about these ones. I can't say I remember bad eggs. <laughs> it was the episode where they all got eggs for like home ec and they had to take care of them like they were babies. Yes. But then they were aliens. Yes. One of them ate something. They like came out of the, the, the teddy bear backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Which was pretty Ooh, That was iconic. Where are the <laughs> teddy bear backpacks this season? <laughs> There's a lot of other interesting fashion choices. Yeah, because they haven't really checked in in a while. It's a good time to see. Are you? Do you feel you're enjoying the show more than not enjoying the show these days? Yeah, I am. I feel like since like season two really got started and like all of the plots in season two sort of came together, I've been enjoying the show. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, we could keep watching. Definitely. I feel like we're in a really good run of episodes of late. I know. I'm scared for what's coming next. <laughs> Why? You don't think they'll be able to continue on? It's tough for a show with 140 episodes to have sort of an unbroken run of good episodes until the end of the series. From the from mid-season three. Yeah. And I do feel like I've heard from former guests, friends, mm-hmm. you know, there are ups and downs still to come. Yeah. It's a I'm- journey. Although I will say, I feel like a lot of people... I don't share this opinion, but a lot of people would say like season one is as weak as it gets. Okay. And so I don't think you should be too scared, honestly. But you're saying you don't agree and that there are worse things. Well, I <laughs> I don't agree because I just love season one a lot for how campy and like low budget it is. But I understand like m- maybe from a more objective perspective, I would agree that it's the least like formed of the seasons. Yeah. I mean, 
I appreciate it now, but I do think that it is a barrier to entry for getting yes. people into the show. Because, like, looking back, I'm like, this is fun. I like all these characters. But it's like, what like, it would be so great if the first 12 episodes was, like, the angel arc. And it, like, yeah. shot off, like, a rocket. And people were, it was, like, really, 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 like, technically good immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Not just, like, emotionally good, you know. Or even just you know, good lines every once in a while. <laughs> Maybe on a second watch, I'd appreciate it. Well, I guess this was my second watch of season one. Ooh. Yeah. <gasps> but but you didn't have the backing of, of the rest of the show. Yeah. Well, no, I just mean, like, it, it kind of relies on you already liking it. <laughs> I just like it, I feel. Stop relying on that body. <laughs> body of work. Um... <laughs> Yes, but we are here to talk about The Wish, which was written by Marty Noxon and directed by David Greenwald, and Amends, written and directed by Joss Whedon. Um, and Derek, you came on specifically to talk about The Wish. Yes. What's What up with that? Um, well, I, um, I feel like one part of it is I don't know if we can go into for spoiler reasons. Well, I guess I don't want, I, I'd rather not. Just yeah so but and beyond <laughs> like this one specific reason that i chose it also beyond that like you said said sam not to give it away but this is i feel like one of the most iconic episodes of the show ever um which i feel right like one. is <laughs> i feel like is like a pretty immediately obvious and it, it feels very comic booky, but like in a really fun way where you're not like, I don't know, pre like Marvel movie, like poisoning to society. It's like, oh, this is like a fun comic book little jaunt um, that also gives you some great Cordelia stuff. Um, it like calls Xander and Willow out for being like shitty. It um, ha like gives Giles some like fun new layers to his motivations that I really like. Um, so so fun and also Allison Hannigan like is so good in this episode it's like I always forget how uh, transformative she is when she becomes like sexy evil agreed I I mean I feel like every time there's a monster of the week episode I'm like this is what we're missing with not having longer seasons <laughs> but this is what we're missing with not having longer seasons like it's just so out of nowhere and like seems as though it would never be referenced again like it's just like a fully full episode in a completely different universe that none of the characters even remember <laughs> so <it's just> like <laughs> well when you it, put it like that <laughs> but it's just so fun for the viewer like and it's like irreplaceable and it is just kind of like yeah what would happen if buffy never came and that we got to see it yeah and i feel like a lot of the episodes in season three have been sort of playing with giving characters like new settings new personalities because we had that whole episode where um buffy's mom joyce mm -hmm. i forgot her name until i said buffy's mom <laughs> and giles like had like different personalities and were like punk rock and younger versions of themselves so i feel like they're really giving every character like their own episode to sort of shine while the plot like slowly moves forward <laughs> in this first half of the season. Yeah, no no mayor to speak of in these two episodes. No. Faith kind of in amends. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, when she showed up, I was like, oh my God, this Faith is here. Faith is in this season, I totally, <laughs> which again, I feel like is the strength of a longer, of 22 episode seasons of television is because we can sort of like dip in and out with certain characters and let others shine. Um, I miss it. We need to go back. Period. Yeah, I I like what you were saying about different because like we also saw 
the episode where Buffy was gone and all the characters were dealing with that at the very beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. We had a spike episode. So true. Yeah. Um, what yes. was your favorite different character, different universe character in the wish? My favorite different universe. Um, well, it was great to see Harmony again. Glad she's back yeah. in the in the universe. Um, I'm. You really remember her name? You like she came on screen and you were like, "It's Harmony." Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm ready for Cordelia to get back with her girls. She she needs to drop. Well, I guess Buffy and Willow can come along sometimes, but Xander needs to be out, and we need a girls' night. But it's they like, need to go to the sanctuary, have a girls' night. <laughs> it seems like Buffy is blamed for all of Cordelia's issues, though. She uses her wish on getting rid of Buffy. But then she learns that what she wished for isn't really what she wanted because she died. And she kept going on wishing about Xander's issues. Well, she just had to get through the barrier of hoping for someone, one bad thing to happen, then she can start wishing for other things. Yeah. I will say upon like sitting with the episode for like 12 hours now, I think it's really a poor choice to kill Cordelia off like halfway through the episode when Completely it's like agreed. her wish, her un- her new universe. And it's like, narratively, she should be the one to like save the world or like solve the crisis. And it just sort of like falls to Buffy and Giles again. Say that. <laughs> Derek and I were yeah. texting about that but, well, after we were watching the episode. Yeah, I... I feel like I'm of two minds because I I always forget that that happens and it is like a really legitimate like gag because you are expecting like oh Cordelia's gonna save the day and then it like ends up being about Giles which honestly is a downgrade as much as I love Giles but it's like you want to see Cordelia like go through all the shit and you can still have that final gag of her like w- making all those wishes but like not remembering any of it any of it like that can still happen but you can still also let Charisma Carpenter like beat up vampires i don't know but then i feel like the lesson would be wouldn't it be cool if buffy weren't here and cordelia was the slayer instead yeah because i like that she pretty much immediately regrets the wish like she recognizes that this world is so much worse without buffy so it's not like she has to cut she it's not like she holds on to that conviction like through the episode being like no like i hate buffy like she shouldn't be here she's like instantly like we have to bring her to like (laughs) right now Mm -hmm. i agree um but I do kind of like that for Giles, just that we get this sort of motivation. It also feels like a almost like a, a statement for the show of like, well, if like they're constantly having to like murder these like evil demons every week who like just kill large swaths of like the town's populace. It's like, well, it's in service of like something better. Like they're hoping that there's like something better on the other side of it. And I like that part of it. But again, it's like Cordelia could be there for that. There's no reason that it doesn't have to be Cordelia who delivers that message to us i agree it, i mean it is it's just it, i agree with what you said where it's like it is a, just like a big surprise that she dies because you think this is like a cordelia centric episode and it is for the first half but then it, like and it is it works as a, a shock but i'm like i want it to be a cordelia episode <laughs> yeah, right or let her become like a vampire and then we get like evil vampire bitch cordelia oh that'd be cool if like she because she would still have her real world memories but then like she would go and have to work with xander and willow who are like evil and together that could be cool Mm -hmm. i was thinking about this while we were watching the episode when xander and willow showed up as vampires and i was like oh this is like a cool remix of the show and i was thinking about other 
like vampire supernatural shows i always feel like at least one of the like main human characters eventually does become like a vampire and mm -hmm. they're like the good vampire so i mm -hmm. thought that would be interesting if buffy explored that further do you think that one of our human characters will become a vampire in the show it seems like no it seems like they'll save it for like these old one-off episodes mm -hmm. i see i cannot reveal anything yeah i won't say it could be cool <laughs> if like faith or another slayer became a vampire and then like buffy has to fight them mm -hmm. buffy be became funny. a vampire buffy the vampire vampire slayer <laughs> we've, we've seen her in the vampire makeup once before in nightmare season one episode 10 that was so scary <laughs> cunty i agree maybe one day but yeah. this episode all happens in the fallout of the previous episode mm -hmm. where cordelia and oz discovered willow and xander making out on a bed while xander was like super injured and then cordelia fell and a pole got rammed through her stomach yeah <laughs> one week later she's all good she's back to school but sometimes she has to go Ooh. yeah <laughs> i was like i was like no <laughs> she was like referencing when she found the rebar i was like oh that must have happened like a few weeks ago but no, <laughs> she took a week off it didn't have yeah. to be just a week like literally just say a couple weeks <laughs> that would it's be like did she have better. to get a tetanus shot like what's the <laughs> update girly like god i mean can we talk about xander and willow's handling of this i hate them horrible. so much yeah both <laughs> pretty bad i mean xander doesn't seem to realize that cordelia is over him he keeps annoying her calling her trying to run into her at school i don't like it and he's just like i don't know like i expected of xander and Willow, I understand where her heart is at. However, <laughs> it's like just to, to be so insistent that you have to forgive me for this and like we have to be back together because that's what I want is just like, and I get it. She's like a high school girl, but it's just- A high school boy would never do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would never. They would handle this. I mean, Oz is very mature about all this. Like he's a- you know, he's, well, like, he's, a, he's a super senior. Let's let's remember. That's true. He's an adult. <laughs> I honestly don't think he's that mature about it and wish that he hadn't. I, this is about the second episode, but it's like, yeah, girl, it's do not get back together with her. I know. Dump her. We're all wearing dump her t-shirts. Yeah, if he had Oz. like a single friend, this would not have happened. No, I do I feel know. like he's probably like, wow, I came back for a second senior year to date this girl. I kind of have <laughs> to see it through to the see it through to graduation at least. <laughs> it's got I gotta make it work. I know it's it's tough. And Buffy, I don't think really handles it well either, honestly. Like she's trying to play like middleman with Cordelia, but like not in like a meaningful way. She's just no. like, How are you? She's not like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I I like she doesn't even try to like talk to Xander and Willow about their behavior. Like it's just like she's just like, Well, this happened, I guess. I don't know. Buffy's like kind of low-key a bad friend to these like ex external members of the group, Oz, Cordy, and Faith all she's just kind of like, Well, they're going through this stuff. I don't have to do anything. And it's like <laughs> But you could like she like even, like this is again about events, but it's like Joyce is like, why don't you invite her to dinner? And Buffy's like, no, I don't <laughs> think so. And it's like, girl, you've seen where she lives. Like, go invite her to live in your house. What is going on? Why are yeah. they all acting like this is normal? 
I know. I did love the the little bit of Joyce like being so insistent that Giles cannot come. That was really cute. I love that there's still that romantic tension going on there between them. Agreed. I did like in I in the wish loved Buffy in Buffy scary mode. Yeah, she had that lip scar. <laughs> so you know you're in a different universe. Yeah. And like what happened here? Cleveland yeah, we'll see. Crazy. Yeah, it's like I usually scars they try to like oh like across the eye something that's visually appealing, but like across the lips is like it made no. It lo just looks like she had like needed chapstick. It was like yeah, a like, weird choice. Who were you kissing, Buffy? Right, that's what I was about to say. It sounds like she had a different vampire lover in Cleveland. In Cleveland, <laughs> such a I I love that as a choice for like where would Buffy be instead of Sunnydale, Cleveland? Why not? This episode also showed us. That the, in this universe, the Watchers Council is still bad at communicating. The the person that Giles was talking to on the phone was not even aware there's a Hellmouth in Sunnydale. He, like and like is apparently unaware of all of the the vampires literally running the town in Sunnydale. <laughs> I, I yeah, I guess the idea maybe was like oh like the circumstances under which Buffy doesn't go to Sunnydale be one would be one where no one knows there's a Hellmouth there. But it's like, yeah, maybe let's explore that more. I do love that idea of like the vampires running a town, like just sort of undeterred, but people still go to school. <laughs> it's very um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. I don't know if you've watched that, Mike, but it's like very much the like- the first episode and said he okay. wasn't going to continue on. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Uh, but it's, that's okay. But it's just like school children, like in the middle of the apocalypse is always like a fun sort of even just visual, like the empty campus and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's a cool idea. And it did seem like everyone still knew about vampires in this reality, because Harmony, best best third third tier character, was like, you're dressed <laughs> like a like you're going to get bit. Yeah. Come everyone was wearing me. crosses. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it feels like, well, we haven't even discussed Anyanka, the demon, yes. um, but it seems like her magic kind of just like didn't it didn't account for the logic it was just going with whatever cordelia said and there was no reason why buffy would never come to sunnydale it was just kind of like she didn't yeah it yeah. seemed like she got off on granting wishes yeah she was really trying to get cordy to make a wish in the first few scenes. yeah um i hope she comes back i think she will i feel like i've heard the name anya before mm -hmm. So I feel like she'll be back, probably. I don't know where you would have heard that. <laughs> well, a former guest did tell me she was their favorite character. So that is where it came from. I Thanks, won't... Andrew. I won't spoil. Who? Well, maybe. Is... Who? Andrew Moore. Mm, someone else. I'm thinking someone else. Oh, who? Mitchell. Mm, okay. Wow. Oh, Anya's well... a favorite across the board. For all you know, it's because of this one episode. I mean, she served if this was her one episode. She, yeah. She's fashionable. She knows bags. And Cordelia yeah. is loving it. And she's like, Harmony and the rest of the girls are so boring. Period. But I'm still going to hang out with them. You know <laughs> Harmony and you know Anya. And I, but yet, you still do not move an eyelash when Jonathan graces the screen. He's starting to look more familiar <laughs> when he shows up these days. You know, I I don't necessarily believe the show when they say, this is a character that's been around since the beginning. He's been <laughs> on for like 
he's been on many episodes so far. I I believe you and I agree with you. Um, it just feels like there's not enough there for that. Can I just say it was so rotted when they the like Harmony and them were like, here's the boy for you, Cordelia. And the Cordelia doesn't like it's just like a sad moment. And like we don't even address the fact that like Jonathan clearly overheard what they were saying and knows he's being like the butt of the joke. And like no one cares. They're just like, yeah, he is really ugly. And I don't want to date him. It's like Cordelia he's cute. doesn't. I was like, I thought Cordelia was gonna like sit down and be like, I like they suck, something like that. But she's just like, oh, they thought I would date him, and that's yeah. like the beat. That's she's, what happened. She's still on her growth journey. She's still, yes. you know, trying to figure out how to be a good person. Yeah, Derek, have you ever it's seen hard. Girls? I've seen like five episodes, like the first five episodes, something like that. Danny Strong plays gay in Girls. <gasps> that's so perfect for him. It's good. And he's in Gilmore Girls, right? Yeah. Yes, he's, he is. What's her name? Paris's yeah. boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, I, I recognize the face. Yeah. But I don't recognize or claim Jonathan. Damn. Much That's like shady. Cordelia. Cordelia. Yeah. He needs <laughs> the. We need a Jonathan episode. That yeah, would, we do. That would be helpful for you know locking him in your mind. Yeah. Well, they could have made him one of the like Giles's helpers. Yeah. You well, okay. Yeah. This is a question I had because you said you recognized one of them. Yeah. One of the the guy, the bigger guy, Man. was Larry, who is was the pirate bully, uh, in the what? Halloween episode. The one who tried to rape somebody. Didn't he try to rape Buffy while he was pirate? M maybe. Or was it Cordelia? I don't know. That sounds probably right. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that, but he is a recognizable character. I The girly was new, right? Okay, yeah. Who was she? I wish she Nancy. was. <laughs> I wish she was in it more. But then, like, Cordelia died. Xander and Xander Willow killed her. And then, like, the next second, Oz and Larry come back on screen and they're like, she died. <laughs> Two girls down? I know. Our girlies. Don't look at that. <laughs> the divas were down. Um, no. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. Um, I agree. It should have like <laughs> This was a missed opportunity for them to like have those like third tier characters. Like it should have been like Harmony and Jonathan and Oz. That yes. would be your three. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, and it's still Giles. Yeah, and Don't like that would make more sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. Like hard ass Buffy is kind of fun. Um, she's very butch. I kind of loved that. I loved butch SMG. It was great. Mike was saying that both of these episodes would be a good time to, for Kendra to come back. Yeah, when they were well, because mm -hmm. we're in the alternate universe. I really thought like when they're we have to call. Well, Cordelia is saying like we need to bring Buffy back, and Giles is like we got to call the Slayer or something like mm -hmm. that. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be a fake out, and it's gonna be like Kendra, Kendra. or or Faith show up sure. as like the Slayer in this universe, right? But like, was, like, had Buffy not come to Sunnydale, she would be dead. Yeah. And right. I will say, I think I built that up in my mind that that was going to happen. So it was just like kind of a letdown when just Buffy <laughs> with Scar showed up on screen. I'm like, oh, okay. It's just the main character. Okay. I get that. I, I agree. Kendra, I feel Kendra is just like an underutilized character, period, in the show. Um, would have been great, but it's also, I'm sure she was doing other stuff at the time. Yeah. It also would have been. Because it, it's like you couldn't bring her back without having featuring Bianca Lawson as Kendra yeah. right. uh, in the opening. So it would be, it's hard to. 
shock and surprise and amaze. They hadn't yeah. figured out how to spoil with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or like how to not spoil with the guest stars. At this I point swear there's an history. episode. Of, I think there's an episode of Battlestar Galactica where they pull a like at the very end, they do the credit mm -hmm. thingy. But I don't oh, know. How I mean, yeah, that would be the way to do it where like it's the first thing that comes up after the cut to black, I guess, or like second or right. third. But because like that's what happened with Jenny Calendar in the second yeah. episode, you were instantly like, what? Yeah, mother. <laughs> she was there. Mother. She was mothering. <laughs> Well, she wasn't Johnny Calendar. She was whatever the the first the first, the first evil, the primordial. First. She's so versatile. She can play any character. You need to touch her. <laughs> <laughs> you need to drink. <laughs> do we still do fashion moments of the episode? Because yes. Jenny. I mean, we we're already skipping ahead to the second episode, but Jenny and that like sheer, like flowery moment was like so fierce, so good. And thank goodness she was there. In, well, this is the end of the episode, but it's just like it amends. Genuinely, I feel like some of the worst fashion across the board for every single character. It was. Buffy's they bangs. need to make amends Buffy's for that. Bangs. Her wig that had to be a wig. It was so awful. What did she do to her hair, like offset, that made them put that wig on her? I know. I was like, was she filming something else at the time? Because it was like unacceptable, and it was also like every other scene she had the horrible yeah. bangs. Yeah, because like sometimes it would look okay. Like she'd have her hair pulled back, and it would be like fine. And then we'd get to the next thing, and it's just like. Girl, who put you? Who sent you out here like this? Put a hat on. Put that bomb it, beanie on. It would have been perfect for the snow. True. Oh yeah. Um, the wish. Um, anything else? Any wish wishes for wish? I thought. Yeah, I just need to comment on the master being yeah. back and his big plan being: we're gonna industrialize killing people and the girl, the victim was really giving nothing in that scene. <laughs> yeah. She just like, she's like pulled out of the cage and she, like blank face. She everyone else around her is like screaming, like, sad, what? scared. She's just like lying on the contraption about to be like exsanguinated and she's just oh. like uh, what? Yeah, What's why happening? isn't she screaming? <laughs> it, when it when the needles go in her, she's just like huh? Huh? Oh, damn. <laughs> and then it's this is this seems inefficient to me uh the plan i guess ultimately <laughs> they only got one glass of no blood they got a of lot her. of blood out of her i don't know why you're maintaining that there's only one glass well <laughs> i feel like this ep i know i'm calling this episode out for oh. not understanding how much blood is in a human body because i felt like the scene where xander and willow drained cordelia to death was like two seconds on screen and then cordelia just drops dead i'm like yeah she must be alive they barely drink out of her that <laughs> happens in the amends too where angel like instantly drains the like maid or whatever yes. it's magic yeah i, I will say that that um willow xander like make out through cordelia's neck is really cool that was a great shot i love that true this is, i also read on the buffy wiki that this that the wish is the first episode where they've like updated the vampire dusting CGI, and this is where they start adding the skeleton mm. fade before they like turn into dust, and it looks very very cool in this episode. Yes, I, I it was very jarring, just as like oh yeah, there's CGI in this show, and it's um very of the era. Um, love a skeleton though; <laughs> it looks cool to me. Um, I also yeah, the master. I like the final confrontation between the master and Buffy, like. Buffy does die, uh, but it's like it 
I just love that the I like that they thought to bring the master back. I think it's cool. They like locked eyes across the room and are like pushing, pushing people, people out, of out of the way. Slow mo. He like when he jumps down the stairs, it looked very cool. Hmm. It is fierce. Um, oh yeah, he like I, held held the railings yeah. and like slid down. Oh yes, I I agree. It's like this was just a fun episode. Like lots of fun callbacks. Um, like good excuses to bring certain characters back, like the master. Um, it was very like blade, I feel like, like very like industrial urban setting, like vampire, like the club, like I was expecting like a blood rain moment from like in the bronze. Um, yeah, just like such a cool idea. And I love this episode. <laughs> and I like that we got to see Willow and Xander get killed. Like, uh, like Oz killed yeah. one of them. Oz killed Willow, very symbolic, but then they both killed Cordelia. So I'm not sure what the episode is saying with that. I guess if Cordelia had been able to kill Xander, yeah. then they could have gotten back together in the real world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. That's what I got out of it. Last thought is the beginning of the episode, but I love when Cordelia is at home listening to all of Xander's messages and she's like snipping up the photo and like she cuts mm -hmm. her own head off and then like <laughs> lights it on fire and then burns everything. She looked very comfy in that scene. She was like, she looked very cozy. She had her mug of tea next yes. to her little ashtray bowl of flame on top of her bed it's like <laughs> girl and you're it was a like, witch she's done this before and that was a lot of fire too like she didn't have a window open or anything it's pretty she, intense she had a lot of photos for their short-lived relationship yeah and just sort of calls back to the like weird friendship that this season is doing between Cordelia and Buffy. It's like, are they friends? Were they not friends? Because they seem like they have a lot of photos together, but Cordelia doesn't claim her as friends. Cordelia was dating one of Buffy's best friends, but it did seem like when Buffy came out of the bronze to like comfort her yeah. before the vampire attacked her, it seemed like there was like, but Cordelia was like about to open up. And so like, they are friends. Things just keep getting in the way. You know, it's hateful. Will they ever them. be on the same page again? Because, well, they became close at the at the homecoming episode. Yeah, I thought they were already close before that. But the they, episode told me not. Yeah, they go back and <laughs> forth depending on what's needed for drama. You're right, you're right. I'm sure just, she'll come back from her ski holiday sort of refreshed and ready for a girl's night. Yes. With real snow. Yeah. <laughs> um but yes okay amends christmas episode yeah. holiday episode willow rosenberg is jewish yeah. um and no parents on christmas eve <laughs> no they're out so oz and her are gonna watch videos and fuck. is that how people talk to 1999 who knows we're gonna watch videos we're gonna watch videos uh I, hey willow i brought i brought videos <laughs> <laughs> um buffy enjoys shopping for trees People are pouring white powder on the trees to make it look snowy. That's mm -hmm. got to be toxic. That can't be good to have in your house. <laughs> Did you guys uh, have like tree farms in your hometowns growing up? Yeah. Well, not in like our hometown, but like Vermont has a lot of Christmas tree farms. And I like some years we would go and like cut our own tree, but most often oh. we would do like go to a lot where trees have already been like pre cut and you select it. Yeah, I grew up with a set of fake trees that lived in our basement for 11 months out of the year um, and were, de were brought up by me and decorated by my mom uh, every year. That's I've uh, that was my experience as well. We had the fake tree, but I, it was like a big thing in my hometown to work at the Christmas tree farm. 
was like you were in like high school and your job was to go grab whatever tree the people wanted and take it to their car did you do that no No. (laughs) i just knew of it um it's just like such a specific um uh, i don't know is maybe an american thing i don't know it's kind of cute like come get your little baby tree well we now live in new york where there's tree farms pretty regularly just like everywhere people getting trees and our we were just talking to our friend a couple days ago about like people who work at the tree things on the side of the street they come down from canada with a bunch of trees they live in their trailer and they they keep the tree thing open 24 hours a day in case somebody wants to come buy a tree they just live in this like trailer trailer for like a month uh round the clock working in for people to come purchase i that's dedication yeah. i get it though they love oh. tree i guess <laughs> if you're coming all the way down from canada you got to make it worth it exactly I you've guess. got like a quota of trees you need to sell to make that trip worth it definitely it just seems to me that it's unlikely you're gonna sell a tree from 11 p.m to 5 a.m hey so, we almost bought a tree at 1 a.m last night i didn't yeah we were like <laughs> we walked through the farm and we we're like we should get a tree you know i think you have a biased singular experience of what happened <laughs> i don't know it looked I like we my... could we could have bought well, a yeah tree they were open it could have happened that's true so it's like i don't under so like the trees like that when the trees were like withered didn't really make sense because usually they're pre-cut right it's like they're not growing out of that ground yeah i guess i don't really (laughs) understand the climate of sunnydale and if a christmas tree could grow there a coniferous tree i don't think that trees are growing on such thin land anyway buffy took an axe to the ground in less than a foot underneath there was a cave like a full-on cavern with these random people we've never heard of before (laughs) i will say their makeup was really cool the like eye runes were yeah was the christmas tree owner involved and this was like his ruse he put like the dead trees over the hole in the ground just to, to protect signal. his buddies. Oh, I was gonna say to signal to anyone who's gonna come and maybe help him. I'm. It's like maybe these like rune-eyed people are like threatening him, and he's like, I gotta like put up this like elaborate thing to signal to some random person who will know what to do and like chase them out of my property, like a like a bunch of rats. They just like scurry at the end of the episode. It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. The first evil also kind of not really dealt with in this episode. No, no. they were just kind of like, you can't fight me, and then disappeared. <laughs> she, she didn't. Um, yeah, it was cool, though, seeing all those dead people. Yes, although the only one we knew was Jenny Calendar, right? Yeah. Well, we were introduced to the other ones. Well, <laughs> most sort of. of them. Yeah, sort of. There was that Irish guy. There was that Irish guy, and then there was the maid, and then there was some random guy in a suit who we yeah. did not see in the episode. But he yeah. gave us the backstory. Yeah. He was like, Angel, you were a bad man. <laughs> naughty, naughty. Yeah, and can we talk about David's accent work? <laughs> I don't think it was working. Can we talk about his wig, too? And the mustache? <laughs> mustache was good. I don't know. I. It's funny because, you know, Kendra gets critiqued for having an Irish accent, 
and Angel, who's supposed to have an Irish accent, gets critiqued for not doing it well. <laughs> well, he was in hell for 500 years. You drop an accent pretty quickly in hell. This is outside of the timeline. That's not what happened. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it just doesn't make much sense when you think too hard about it. And that's okay. You know, it was fun. I liked the... Uh, well, yeah, what do you think about the, like concept of the episode mike are you here for the angel redemption arc i yeah i guess i i guess i don't really i haven't really thought a lot about angel this season he's just been kind of there and i don't think the show really knows what to do with him they were like we need to bring david boreanaz back somehow and i thought his season two arc was so great um I'm sure there's going to be something that'll get him a spinoff this season, but we haven't reached it yet. To me, I'm just like, I understand. It's just a, the issue is that I understand the laws of the universe and recognize that Angel, while he, while Angel feels awful that he did these awful things, me as a viewer, I'm like, but he wouldn't have done those things unless he didn't have a soul. And he does now. So it's like, he, even though he is the same person, I understand that the situation has changed and like, he's not really. And so it's just kind of like, I don't think a redemption arc is necessarily what he needs. Yeah. It's kind of a confusing, just like as an idea. And I feel like we can blame, I would love to lay this at Joss Whedon's feet of like, as an idea, it doesn't really track that. Like, it, may, it would make more sense if Angel was, like, cognizant and in control, which he was, as, like, an Angelus, Angelus, whatever, and then, like, retained that cognizance and, like, like, but just, like, had, like, a moment of, like, a revelation or something instead of, like, a supernatural, like, or, like, basically, like, uh, this, like, little ghost that either is inside of him or is not inside of him. Um, and it, like, can be taken away through very, like, supernatural means. It, like, doesn't quite work because it's like yeah like you said it's like if i were in their world i would just forgive angel because it wasn't angel it was the other guy basically it's like weird yeah i feel like the vampire diaries does this better where the vampires consciously like turn off their empathy mm -hmm. and so like that's obviously on them right it was their choice yeah it's like angel didn't choose to like come his soul out you know like that wasn't his choice <laughs> yeah. yeah i think if they're gonna go down this path it at least for me i think we I, i'm done with like angel atoning for his sins that happened like before the show happened like to characters we don't really know <laughs> it's like we, it already happened but there it, it is interesting when he has that scene with giles because that is like a very fresh like yes relationship and like that really did we saw that happen it's to two characters that we care about at different levels um i agree that's more interesting like i don't i don't care about him like atoning for this dead irish guy that we met 10 minutes ago like yeah. we've we did that last season yeah i agree it tracks way better when it's like giles is looking at the face of the man who murdered his like the love of his life that makes sense and who tortured him yes I was gonna say, yeah, I, I guess I'm not, it's not super, it's not like a redemption arc. It's like, it is more atonement for things he views as his own fault. But then it, it, it just, it just loses it when it's like, cause it's, it's, we, we as viewers are kind of like, but it's not really his fault. If he, if he actually felt bad 
about stuff that he actually did, it would work so much more. But it's simply not the case, which I but which is why it was interesting in this episode when Angel was like nearly convinced to kill Buffy mm-hmm. based on a ghost saying yeah. to do it. <laughs> the first, the first evil. I guess the first. it's kind of like. The the this well this is kind of more what we're talking about where the first is convincing him to intentionally lose his soul so that he stops feeling these ways. Yeah, was that what all the dreams about them fucking were? They're like, do it again. Yeah, lose do your soul. <laughs> Kill Buffy or die. Yeah, it's like their goal is, I guess, to like either make him evil again or just to get rid of him. Would love to have had any sort of context for these little rune-faced men yeah it seems like the first wanted buffy or angel to die either one or for at least angel for to angel to be either evil or dead right it's uh, yeah it's just a random sort of villain of the week but it's like such a big deal though it's like wouldn't you want to bring back anyone, someone to, I don't know, make this work more. I don't know. I did love that the, the first made an evil dead reference. That was fun. I, haven't I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when, when the big horrifying CGI ghost pops up and says like dead by sunrise, it's like uh, in the first evil dead. That's like dead by dawn, I think is what she like screams a lot. Um, so that was fun. Now I get it. Cause that was weird. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Dead by Sunrise. Like, oh, okay. It's like, she already said that. <laughs> well, we get it now for I get the it. insiders. Yeah, for real deadites. Um, I agree. I, I almost wish it was just like the ghost of Jenny Calendar or something. I don't know. Something. Or the ghost of Christmas Past. I feel like that's what they were kind of trying to go for. Yes. But then at least that's like an idea we understand. Not like introducing like this... I, what you would think would be like a pretty big deal, like the first evil ever, <laughs> right? But it's just like a one-off. Like, like I feel like this completely outshines Mister Trick and the Mayor and anything else going on. It's like this the the first thing that's ever been evil is here and it's still alive. Um, what well, what did you what else did you just say? Wait, I had something <laughs> connection to say about that. Oh no, it'll come to you. Yeah. You better make amends for forgetting. I sure will. Oh, okay. Ghost of Christmas Past. The yeah, because yeah, the Buffy Wiki page is like this episode follows the premise of a Christmas Carol, where like the ghosts visit, but it's like it's no, not, it really. does not. It's like <laughs> it it's it's not even the Ghost of Christmas Past. It's not the Ghost of Christmas Present, and it's not the Ghost of Christmas Future. Like none of these things are. It's just the ghost. <laughs> of his and past at Christmas, yeah. Uh, but then it turns hol- out at holiday time, at holiday. <laughs> but it's not even like a ghost; it's like projections of figures from a man's past, like not actual like the spirits of those people. Because I would love to see. I guess they just did an alternate universe episode, so we couldn't like maybe they didn't want to do alternate universe again, but maybe a vision of some other thing that might happen if angel didn't live i you know yeah it's it, well then it would just be it's a wonderful life you know but that's a christmas carol <laughs> <laughs> that's true i agree um as, i think at the end of the day we can just blame all of our issues on joss whedon writing and direct. it's like oh really you're gonna do an entire episode about like being an awful man and trying to like grapple with that hmm i wonder where that inspiration comes from 
he really did put in the angel hits Buffy across the face. You know, true. It's like I think he just I don't not to like psychoanalyze, but I think he kind of loves that like it's okay for men to beat on Buffy because she could take it. You know, like it's weird. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Ugh. Joss. I want Buffy. You know, I, I go back and forth on the Buffy Angel relationship. I she needs to cut it off. I think. Yeah, it's just well, not the, good for her anymore. Yeah, the impetus should be on Angel as the adult, four hundred year old yeah. adult. I agree. It's just it was a. Di- it wasn't even a different time though. It's like we knew this was not okay, <laughs> but I guess that was the idea they wanted, and they. They certainly went with it. And now they're back together, I guess. Or at least like holding hands in the snow. Yeah. This was very this was a lazy resolution to me. I do not feel that Angel is now not gonna kill himself the next time the sun rises. Like it they didn't like <laughs> come to that. I mean, I the snow is kind of like, oh my god, a miracle of life. Like life is worth living. It's so beautiful now. But they, it just cut them off in the middle of their like discussion. It's not like we like achieved. It was a change. sign. It was a sign from the first evil to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, it's. I guess the idea is like the world wants you here is what the like conclusion was. But again, it's like why does that mean they have to be like romantically involved now because of that? It's like. Yeah, kind of like you said, a little lazy. I I can get down with like a Christmas miracle, but I don't know. There's just I don't know. This episode, I go back and forth. Yeah, because then it's like they don't. They also don't even deal with the like the first could still be there, like torturing Angel. Like exactly. <laughs> could like the end of the episode could feasibly be that Jenny Calendar is walking right behind them, being like, "Kill yourself." <laughs> <laughs> they don't really expel her or like yeah exercise her as someone who just watched the exorcist believer last night well if this means more jenny calendar on my screen i'm not gonna complain but i I will but if it means more rubia lamort on my screen i will because she's Mm. not she's just the first yeah Wait, who? Who's the what? That's the actress who plays Jenny Calendar. Oh, and she's uh, controversially hates Buffy, renounces her time on the show. She's very hyper Christian post show. Very like, I don't support demons. I can't believe I played one. Oh, okay. (laughs) At first, I was like, like two now. Yeah, at least. That's so funny. This is this sent her on that path to God. Oh, gee, that's like um. Did you ever hear about um, Billy Ray Cyrus blaming uh, the David Lynch for like all of his like life woes? Because <laughs> no. he was he was in um, I think he was in Mulholland Drive, um, but he, as like a minor character. And then he uh, at one point said that 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 David Lynch inspired Hannah Montana as a concept, which is hilarious. <laughs> and but then also went on, after that went on to say that um, he blames David Lynch's presence in his life for like inviting demons into uh his world you know sure well if david lynch (laughs) is the cause of hannah montana i think we can thank him for it i think that that has provided a net good in the universe i agree yeah 
yeah. <laughs> the transition music. Imagine if that was in Buffy. <laughs> I honestly would love that. <laughs> oh wait, oh I was gonna bet I think this is like Carly, but there's that you there's that reaction to me where like it's just like a gigantic bright flash on the yeah. screen. <laughs> That's that occupies the same space in my mind as all Hannah Montana reaction memes. I feel that. Yeah. It's like what was happening there, don't have no idea. <laughs> that was that's like when the sun rose and Angel died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the sparks fly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um Take this off. episode also saw the you know long awaited re resolution between Oz and Willow. Thank God they got back oh, together. <laughs> Two episodes Do we later. Hug now. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that was weird. It's like her plan was, I'm going to fuck him to prove that he can, like, again, me. which to be fair, Buffy's advice was also pretty bad. There's of, a piece like, of you that Xander hasn't touched. No, there's a piece of you that Xander will always have. You just need to and, put Oz first. You need to show Oz that there's a piece that Xander can't have, which is your private parts. Right, like, <laughs> which I don't even believe. I've, like, you're saying that they were cheating. And they were just making out that whole time. I don't know. Interesting advice from Buffy, who famously lost her virginity and turned her boyfriend into a soulless demon. But Oz has already had sex, so that's not a. Mm, that's not. A but has he experienced here. pure joy? <laughs> yeah, was it good? Is the question. <laughs> I don't see the girls waiting around for him, so it must not have been that life changing. No. <laughs> yeah. And it, while we were watching the episode, it see, it was very similar to a scene in season two when Willow and Oz got together. Like, because I think I don't remember the context, but like Willow was pining after Xander or whatever, and Oz saw it and he was like, "I'm not gonna kiss you until you're ready to really kiss me." Yeah. So it felt very samey of the sex scene. <laughs> well, he yeah, I think it's like. Willow wanted to kiss Oz to make Xander jealous, even though Willow and Oz were already together. And Oz was like, girl, make this about us. <laughs> Willow's just a messy, messy woman. Yeah. Um, it's her first relationship. I guess her third now. Yeah. She had Oz, <laughs> then Xander. Now she's on number three. Yeah. Oh, diva. Um, Evil Willow down. was so fun, though. <laughs> Evil Willow I, was fun. I disagree. I really did not like... Dom, Why leather mommy willow? I don't know, it just didn't work for me. Uh, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't <laughs> defend that. Don't know what that journey is like for you. Xander was oh, that was evil. Xander was pretty bad. It was just like, what if Xander had a monotone? Yeah, and like he nothing had, changed. He's and he had that pearl necklace. Oh, yeah, the choker. <laughs> That's pretty fierce, but it was just like Allison Hannigan was just like chewing, and I don't know what Xander was doing. Yeah, but <laughs> I I just couldn't get over the like, oh my puppy. I mean I, that's pretty fierce. I did not like that. It, it <laughs> it's gross, but I love it. <laughs> just because something challenges your expectations doesn't mean it's bad. Yes, it does. Oh <laughs> yeah, it does actually. Puppy. I mean, she was on the forefront of the pup play movement. I support her. Like, what if they fire play it? mommy? <laughs> like, she if brought that in it... from her real life. <laughs> I would love. Lucky that Alexis Denisov. 
I know. I mean, they should have walked into David Boreanaz's in the pup mask, and then they have to pull the pup mask off, and it's David Boreanaz. A modern adaptation of Buffy, instead of the vampire face, they grow like the pup mask. Yeah. Mmm, <laughs> woof bud. That's their new lion roar sound effect. Beautiful, beautiful work by all. Um, yeah, I just wish that Oz and Willow had at least had a couple more episodes apart. We All it was was the Wish episode where it wasn't even that universe for most of it, and now they're back together. Right, and it is like the... the I, again, I just don't understand what they were like building towards. Like, What is this supposed to tell us as a viewer, if you're a young viewer who maybe has gone through heartbreak, what are you, what are you supposed to glean from this? If you just like dress sexily, you'll be fine. Like your relationship will be okay again. I just, it makes me really not respect Oz as a character. Like I just like, it, he just clearly does not have an emotional internal anything. If this is like, if he's instantly willing to like get back together with Willow, like it just, it just makes me not care about him at all. So if he's, if he's clearly just like going to be a plot point and not an actual human being. Yeah, and it's not even presented as like a character flaw that he is willing to go back to her. It's like this is what should happen. Is like yeah. they should be together. It's like no, like couldn't we start with like friendship or like yeah, I can like at least be around you, but I don't want to be in a relationship with you yet. Anything. There's no build. He's just suddenly he comes in. He's like, let's talk. Okay, we're together. And then, ugh. and it's like okay, he doesn't want to have sex with her yet. That's the punishment. Yeah, revolutionary. He doesn't yeah. want to have sex with an underage girl. <laughs> well, she could be eighteen at this point. Maybe she. Could, oh well, yeah, they are. Is this this is senior year, right? Yeah. So she conceivably could be eighteen. He's just he's a year older than her. Don't try. Don't bring, <laughs> don't say underage girl like that. They're, well, they're within a year of each other. No, I'm gonna be a zoomer about this and say a problematic age gap. <laughs> This is made December in the 90s. <laughs> um, yeah. Good stuff. Fun and then episode. Cordelia was barely even in this episode. Well, she had to I know. Skiing. She was skiing, but it's like... Well, she had to slam Xander in front of all of his friends. Call out his family that. life. She ate that. Period. Yeah. <laughs> and he, you know, deserved that. The snow could have stopped her plane from going off. And then what would she do? Anything. Be there with Faith and Joyce. I would love to see that scene. Cordelia, if Faith isn't getting invited to Christmas, you think Cordelia is getting invited over Faith? I bet Joyce would be like, hey, isn't Cordelia going through a tough time right now? Her old friends don't like her and her boyfriend just cheated on her. You're her only friend. Invite her too. No, and then Buffy would be like, but I'm closer with Xander. I am on his side. I wish that it had all been if Joyce if Joyce had gotten her to invite everybody and they all had to spend Christmas together. That would have been fun. I know. And then that's like a, a completely uh, different premise, and the Angel's not really involved, yeah. which would be fine. I know. It's like we just wanted a different Christmas episode, and I think that's okay. My criticism is that I wish it were a completely different thing, <laughs> <laughs> and that is yeah. a worthwhile critique. You've heard it. It here is. <laughs> that's how art works. Yeah. Um, Slate, any final <laughs> thoughts on amends? No, I mean, these were two good episodes. Buffy season three has been killing it. Um, mm -hmm. And I did look up, this was the mid-season finale. Ooh. So it works what out a, perfectly. What a bygone idea. 
It's like there was a time when television seasons ran long enough that they would need to take a break. Yes. I'm looking up the next several episodes to see what <laughs> coming down the chamber. Do we have some good episodes coming or are we no. heading into a dead zone? <laughs> yes, you do. I won't disclose. That doesn't sound good. Well, our viewers will hear your thoughts on that in several months after we've recorded the next 12 episodes, finish mm -hmm. out season three, drop them at the same time. Sounds like fun. I'm excited for you guys to get to the middle. You're going to be almost to the like halfway point very soon sort of kind of like I two like more chunks like mid season four yeah I feel like. right yeah so just record your next 24 episodes you'll be halfway through we'll do that today <laughs> good idea you seem, you seem very daunted in that moment so yeah. <laughs> well i do sometimes think about this project and i'm like we'll be doing this for the next three years Period. <laughs> i love that that's how you felt when we even brought up the idea of Cora, I'm sure. I really, really didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but we did it. Aren't you happy that you persevered? No. In, in ways <laughs> I am where I'm like, I have a fuller understanding of that show and, you know, am able to outright say it is not good. Yeah. <laughs> and not worth watching. Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel fulfilled by it. Uh, Mike, do you feel feel fulfilled by watching Buffy? Yes, I do. And I am appreciating watching it slowly and like thinking critically about the show. And I feel like it has changed how I watch other TV shows, just <gasps> like being so methodical about like one show and thinking through all the character arcs and like how plotting works and all of that. And then I will watch, like I'm also in like a very slow rewatch of Lost right now, and I'm, which is one of my favorite shows and I've seen it so many times, but I'm like, oh yeah, this is like episodic TV and I see what like they're doing with all of the characters here. I know what the fuck you're doing right now. <laughs> Thank you, Raj. I see you, queen, Raj O'Hara. Um, well, I'm glad you're enjoying the process. Yeah. So am I. Yes. I mean, I love talking to you guys about this. I love getting back in that space. I was, I very distinctly remember having the Buffy box set and binge watching it in my little room in high school. Um, I don't know how critically I was thinking about it, but, um, now I am. Tumblr taught us to think critically yes. about it. Honestly, though. <laughs> I was, um, did you ever like read Mark Watches? Do you know of, are you aware yeah. of that at all? I like was Googling these episodes and that was like one of the results was like one of his like posts. I was like, what a, what an era of time. I kind of miss it. <laughs> Blog posts. You don't really see that anymore. Literally. It's like, here's my like 20 minute or not even like my five minute TikTok where I give you a theory about why Buffy is dead the whole time. Like, <laughs> no, it's like, this is my theory. The my theory is that the first wanted angel to turn evil. <laughs> yeah, it's like, whoa! <laughs> I was today years old when I found out that this happened. It's but like it's I better. think that Joyce wanted Buffy to invite Faith to ho the holiday. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> like me clicking not interested on the video. Um, <laughs> segment time, Mike. What was the biggest slay of the episodes we watched today? I was having trouble coming up with a big slay, but I did enjoy the symbolism of Oz being the one to kill Vampire Willow, but then it's like an anti-slay in the very next episode when he 
accepts her again. So yeah, kind of a dud of a sleigh for me, but that's what I thought of. Derek, how about you? Um, a big sleigh is like act, like a slaying of something, right? Or can it be any? It's like with the of... moment of the episode, some made you say sleigh. Okay, I would say honestly, when Giles pulled out his crossbow on Angel, I thought that was kind of fierce. Like, Agreed. bitch, you're not coming in until I like know I can take you out. Um, very fierce. That was a big sleigh to me. My big sleigh, you know, it sounds like a fashion moment, but literally when it happened, I like yes. audibly gasped and like <laughs> reacted. But the reveal of Buff like Buffy like kicked in the Christmas tree gate and like she's in this she's suddenly in this like beautiful white coat. Like I was literally just like queen. Like I said it out loud. I like couldn't help myself. I was like, oh my God. Like this and it is and it's all it's Mother? It's not even like a dramatic moment or like anything revelatory, but it was just, it blew my mind. Yeah. I had to react. I guess um, also the the um, Willow Xander bite, double bite of Cordelia would be my other big sight. Just like a cool visual. Neither of them are, they're both on my shit list, but they did eat that one little thing. Cordelia's neck. Exactly. Hey, they didn't cheat in that universe. That exactly. They're, they're actually like really faithful and loyal. They they're, were, in a, they're in a beautiful thruple with the master. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I was mad that Darla wasn't here. It's like, yeah. oh, in this universe, Darla died too. Willow is the Darla of this universe. And I guess Xander's the Luke. What, like, how did they die? I guess Giles killed them. Or Angel. Yeah. Or um, that unnamed girl. Nancy. Yeah. Nancy. <laughs> or Larry. No, I don't believe Larry did a damn thing in this universe. <laughs> he had spiked bangs, and that's he served it. Um, fashion moment. Um, I really enjoyed Cordelia's whole look in the first episode when she was burning the pictures. She just looked very cozy. And then this next scene after, I took a picture of it. When we first see Harmony again, after so many episodes, she's just wearing a very nice, like, blue-on-blue blue sweater mm. combo. And it's very cute. There's a lot of she's sweater wearing, action going Yeah, on she's wearing, like, a sleeveless cerulean blue sweater and then also has, like, another blue sweater tied around her neck. Very and I think good. someone else in that scene had a very similar look to her, but I did not I take a picture of that. Yeah, Cord well, Cordelia has like the blue on blue when she uh, transfers over to the Wishverse. Yes. yes, and she wears like that blood red leather that... outfit with the look with the red car. Yeah, I. You don't. Live. I liked the I liked the concept. I feel the dress was cut at a weird length. Okay, I get that. I thought it was fierce. I loved Cordelia's leather look. That was in contention for me, but like I said before, I feel like Jenny's like sheer floral look was so good, and the hair was looking amazing. It's a shame she's like uber Christian now because she ate. She'd be a great demon, mm -hmm. and she was. My fashion moment, like I said earlier, just feel like I need to call out every single thing someone wore in a men's. Like I just really don't think that almost anybody looked good. Willow looked cool in her like sexy outfit, but then she like instantly slapped herself with the <laughs> smiley face sweatshirt and weird pants. Look, it's just like well, they weren't fucking, so she I had know. to put her yeah. own clothes on. <laughs> I did like but... Willow's um, in the first episode. She had like uh, these like overalls but they were like 
elastic bands almost and it said like mermaid on her like undershirt i kind of loved okay, it <laughs> yeah and then it's like the shirt with the face on it willow was wearing and the like tucked in floral long sleeve weird thin shirt that's what oz is into yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't question it i kind of live for willow's like willow i mean zoomers dress like willow like they literally do hey at least she knows her personal style yeah unlike some people yeah I d oh wait, I did think that Xander looked uncharacteristically good in um the scene where he, Willow, and Buffy were hanging out on the bench in The Wish. Like he just had like he had a cool colored shoes on, nice shirt. Glo post breakup glow up. Yes. <laughs> he, he's winning this one. He didn't get a rod jammed through his stomach. Ooh. Um finally, Xander Slander, my worst thing Xander did these episodes. Well, he killed Cordelia. That's pretty bad. Yeah, but in the real world, uh he could not read the room and just like kept leaving Cordelia millions of voicemails, like calling over and over again. Pick up, pick up. Are you there? I need to talk to you. And she very explicitly in the last episode when he visited her in the hospital said, Xander, leave me alone. And he did not listen. No. Derek? Yeah, I agree about his just like general behavior post-breakup. It's just like hard to pinpoint a specific thing because it's like everything he said, I was like, what are you talking about? I feel like maybe specifically at the bronze when he's just like leering at her the whole time and like doing the weird fake laughter, like also mm. like trying to bring Buffy and Willow into his like bullshit, I think is like not cool. I'm glad that Buffy like said, I, Cordelia is my friend too. Like, please don't yeah. bring me into those. Yeah. Yeah. Buffy was not perfect, but she did tr try a little. It's just like, you just tell your friends they're being assholes. Like that's okay. And even Willow was like, Xander, we can't like touch. We can't like hold hands anymore or something like that. We we always use to touch digits. It's like, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, it's like, if you're really both trying to get back with your exes, maybe think about your behavior. Um, yeah. Another awful thing Xander did in the beginning of Amends when Cordelia is like hanging out in the student lounge or whatever that little chair area is. She's just feeling like there hanging out with her friend. And Xander like immediately comes in and starts talking so much like, it's like, you know, she's avoiding you. Just like go somewhere else. I know, Ugh, Xander. What the fuck is wrong with you? At least he was like se kind of sexy in the wish verse. He was wearing leather. Yeah, yeah, that's something. He can uh, he can be a bad person and still look sexy sometimes. That's like most of the characters on the show. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So nothing for him. Yeah. Bad man. Um, Evil. Derek, thank you for being here. Thank you um, so much. Lovely start of season three. End of mid season end three. Of the end of the mid of season three. Mm -hmm. But not mid. No. Not in the slightest. Going out on highs. Period. Um, yes, thank you both so much for having me. Definitely not the last you'll see of me. I'm very excited to talk further, get further into this, this hoe. <laughs> I don't know. The same. Derek, do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> um, follow me at Reindeerics on Twitter. Uh, follow us at Bitterjurors Pod on Twitter and Instagram if you want to hear us talk about Survivor with our good friend Christine Palin. Uh, follow Christine and I's other podcast, Shadowplay Gaze. Listen to our fun little Sailor Moon special we did a few months ago. That's it. Follow me at Sam Stanish at Moon Selector on uh, TikTok. And us at Buffy Boyfriends. 
yeah rate and review on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts would love a five-star review to read for the second half of season three yeah when this drops everyone's gonna go crazy they're gonna get like five episodes in their feeds and each one of them is gonna say rate and review so every listener should be leaving five rates and five reviews period it makes sense to me that's math yeah well thank you very much (laughs) that's a great sign off Bye. 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 Bye.